This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Almost time. Spring training is, I mean, inches away. We're talking Reds baseball today. I'm Dave Raymond uh, with Mark Sheldon of Reds.com. And, Mark, you know, we, we look at the offseason for the Cincinnati Reds. And if you want to evaluate the offseason, this is the rebuild. So I don't know if we look first at who was dealt and, and not dealt or who they got or were trying to get. Where, where do you go with this? Well, I'm sure if you're the Reds, you want to look forward and not back. Uh, of course, fans and, and myself, even with media, you, you can't help but look at the fact that they lost the – they've given up the best closer uh, they've ever had in Aroldis Chapman and uh, a really good third baseman, Todd Frazier. So you know, those guys are gone, and they got prospects in return and whose value or whose uh, strengths have yet to be seen just because they're, they're new or they, they're unproven. So it'll be – uh, to evaluate these deals, it's almost like you have to watch it on the field. Well, and it's going to be impossible, really. I mean, we can, we can, I guess, throw an opinion out there on, you know, how do they do in the Frazier deal or how do they do in the Chapman trade. Uh, the reality is we won't know, and we might not know even next summer. I mean, it, it can be a while until some of these guys uh, mature enough or have the opportunities to know whether or not they're really going to make it, right? That's, that's correct. I mean, especially with the Chapman trade because of the, all the exterior uh, you know, issues that were going around as far as his, the allegations of domestic abuse and, and things like that, they may not have gotten the value they would have gotten for him uh, had that not happened or if they had traded him during the season. So it, it's, they, they like a couple of the guys they got in that trade. They like a couple of the guys they got in the Frazier trade. And uh, we'll, see. we'll see how it goes. It's just a uh, it really was a different offseason because usually for the Reds, when they're looking at contending and they're aiming at winning the NL Central, it's always about adding that missing piece that will put them over the top. And a lot of times it's a left fielder like it was last winter for Marlon Bird, and they were hoping that guy would take them where they want to go. And and this year it's more about taking them to the future. Well, I mean, staying on the, on the Chapman thing, a lot of ways I thought it was – pretty incredible that they were able to get it done, right? That they were, you know, they had it done, and then the allegations came out and blew up the deal with the Dodgers, that the Yankees were able to come swooping in and make a deal. Uh, I just feel like from a Red standpoint, he was a guy who needed to be moved. You don't know how much more trouble is, is waiting to surround him, quite honestly. I, I think just getting out from underneath uh, the whole Chapman story was a victory in a way. It is and it isn't. I mean, you know, no, I mean, he, he ended up not being charged with the, with the crime. He's still awaiting discipline for Major League Baseball if that, once they complete their investigation. So we'll see how that turns out. He might get suspended. But uh, you just wonder, what, with that trade, you just kind of wonder what if. If they were able to find a, a, a match during the season, whether it was with the Yankees, the Astros, the Diamondbacks, the, 
whoever during you know July 31st, and you, you kind of wonder what that haul would have been as opposed to what they ended up getting. And they you know they got a couple of good guys. I mean, rookie Davis and Eric DeGailo, uh are the, the two kind of top prospects of that trade. Uh, they have a, they have a lot of promise, and uh, again. In a couple of years, we'll know if that trade, if they got enough for Chapman. It's just with Chapman, it's just a hard thing to evaluate because he is such a unique talent. There's there's not a lot of closers that do what he does and has the strikeout rate that he he brings. So it's 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 difficult to rate that trade like any other trade just because it's it's the, there's no way they were going to get that kind of talent in return, no matter when they made that trade. But you you kind of wonder what could have been if it if it happened a different time. All right, well, well, Todd Frazier, that's a three-team deal, but they ended up getting four players back, right? So um, in just terms of quantity, and I, I've i seen these before where sometimes teams, you know, obviously you want to get the best prospects you can. But sometimes just quantity can make a huge difference, right? And, four, you know, getting four guys back for Frazier, uh, what do you know? I mean, what do you know? Do you, do, is there a, a, a feeling internally that, that they did pretty well on this one? They were pretty happy with that trade. Uh, they got what they viewed as a very high prospect in uh, Jose Peraza, and they're very happy with him. He he's a guy that kind of represents the potential future, um, you know, leadoff guy. Uh, it's actually they got three players in that trade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, Brandon Dixon and uh, Scott Shevler and Jose Peraza for Todd Frazier, and. Um, you know, he's a guy that can be the second baseman of the future if they can figure out what happens with Brandon Phillips. Uh, he could play center field. He could play shortstop, his natural position, when he was with the Braves organization. So uh, he doesn't hit for power, but he does hit. And he's a 300-hitter lifetime in the minors, and he can steal some bases. So that that's a lot of promise. They're pretty happy with Shebler, who's a left-handed hitter, kind of a corner outfielder. Uh, and they have an opening in left field. So if he was able to step up and be that guy, they would be pretty pleased with that. And um. Yeah, so if, if what they really wanted to set out to do is rebuild their minor league system, they had they had kind of uh, used it up pretty good to make some trades when they were uh, contending. The, the Matt Latos trade was a particular one where they sent four young guys or three young guys in Edison Volquez to San Diego to get Latos, and they've made a couple of other deals that are similar to get in, you know to get guys they needed when they needed them uh, for for contending, and then. Once that kind of hurt their system this year, they got a little exposed. They didn't have a lot of guys to bring up from AAA uh, when things went south this year. So they really kind of aimed it. You know, during the summer, they worked on the pitching staff and the trades for Cueto and Leak, and then in the and Bird, and then in the uh, draft they did that, and then also in the uh, in the winter they really wanted to stock up on young position players. I need to apologize too, Mark. My math is so terrible. You know, you work three teams in a deal, and I'm going to get I'm going to get terribly confused tonight. <laughs> I wish they got four bed. players. I, I, you know, I'd say it's spring training for all of us, but we're, I, you know, we're still a week away uh, from that. But you know, the, the Frazier deal, and you, you bring up Jose Peraza, obviously the big piece of that, um, which then I guess leads us to the trade that wasn't made, right? The deal that hasn't been done, and that's Brandon Phillips. And to me, there's, there's really the, I don't, I don't know what the word I want to use here, the disappointment of the off season, the frustration of this, this off season. Yeah, he needs to be moved, and, and and that needs to be a part of their rebuild. But they're just having a heck of a time getting that done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the Cincinnati Inquirer had reported that one of the caravan stops at Walt Jockety said there was even a second possible trade that Phillips uh, had mixed. It was to uh, Arizona, 
which I guess was probably the trade that uh, for Aaron Hill that the Brewers ended up pulling off uh, a week or two ago for uh, Segura. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, between that and, and Washington, which didn't happen. Uh, it's a mystery. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever know from Phillips or if they'll articulate why he decided to turn those trades down. It sounded like a, a lot of it was contractual that he really wanted to be compensated uh, for, for waiving his 10-5 rights, which is certainly within his parameters or his purview. Um, but as far as the Reds' point of view is, they, it kind of does stall a little bit, at least that one spot, a chance to look look ahead. They're going to kind of have to spend the next at least two years uh, with Phillips and and while he'll be a, a definitely a, a valuable player for that position, he's a good second baseman still. He's not what he once was, but he's still very good. He, he came back last year and had a nice season offensively too. But if you're trying to rebuild and there's no chance he's going to be here after that contract is over when they're ready to compete again, it, it doesn't really serve the Reds' purposes too well. So kind of see what happens with him. It'll be, it'll be interesting how that goes down. Brian Price said that uh, even though Peraz is here, that, he expects Phillips to be a second racer regularly. So as we kind of wrap up our look at this offseason, we've covered in depth these last several months what they've been trying to accomplish. And, you know, in terms of building the team for this year, in terms of addressing anything that needs addressing for this year, and they're going to lose some games, what do they still need to do? What, what areas maybe kind of went unaddressed or maybe, maybe not quite completed yet? Well, they didn't really do anything with, with their bullpen very much. You know, they lost Chapman. The bullpen leading up to Chapman was a, was a big problem last year. They, uh, partly because the rotation wasn't able to work deep enough, it just kind of became a, a, a rolling stone of, uh, of, of issues. It just, didn't, it just couldn't get out from underneath some of, the, some of the struggles they had. And that wasn't really addressed in this offseason. That's uh, something they could still address between now and, and the opening of camp next week just because there's so many free agents out there looking for jobs that maybe they can get a guy on uh, a relatively you know, cost-friendly deal. Um, but that's something they need to really work on. I think a part of that will come out in the rotation battle is that some of these young pitchers they have, whether it's Brendan Finnegan or Michael Lorenzen or um, – you know, Robert Stevenson, some of those guys that don't make it in the rotation could go in the bullpen and, and be valued guys there and be power arms, and that could help in some degree, and they could get some big league exposure while they're still developing. So I would say that's one area. And another area that's kind of, kind of iffy right now is, is, is really the manager's job. Brian Price is going to be doing all this uh, under a, you know, the last year of his contract. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Reds kind of evaluate him knowing that they haven't given him the cards to contend in the division. So I'll be curious to see what they view as progress uh, and, 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 and quality while he's working under a, a very you know, odd circumstance as far as being, you know, the last year of a contract and a rebuilding team. So I know they have his, you know, he's got the, the club support in this winter. They, they moved quickly to say that he uh, was back as manager. They they've changed uh, some coaches. They brought in a new pitching coach from within uh, the system, Mark Riggins, who's got some big league experience. They just added Lou Pinella as an advisor, and Price was uh, Pinella's pitching coach in Seattle uh, about 15 years ago. So I think they are kind of shoring up the coaching staff as well and, and the managerial side. So I think they'll be um, it'll be interesting to watch that this this coming season as well. Yeah, I mean I'll tell you, plenty of challenges. 
still lie ahead for this red team, but it is interesting. I mean, it's almost, you know, it's fascinating really to see teams go through this and see how they fare. And a week from now, as you mentioned, Mark, we'll actually get to start seeing it play out on the field as they, they mix everything together and see what we got. I'm looking forward to, to hearing the very beginnings of how that goes when we talk again next week. Yeah, it all really gets going on Tuesday when the trucks uh, get packed up for, for a good year. So it, the first signs of spring are showing up uh, this week. And then, of course, it starts real next week. Analyze a long trip from there. All right, Mark Sheldon, MLB.com Extras, the Cincinnati Reds edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.